Welcome to Splainin', a podcast where two guys explain things to each other that they should know. But don't. I'm Evan Smith. And I'm Jeff Sims. Yes, you are, buddy. And I am, and here we are. And here we are on this glorious day. Is it exactly a week before Christmas right now? Is Christmas on a Thursday? Uh, Christmas, uh, no, it's not. Oh. We are eight days away. Eight days I a think. week. I, I love you. Yep. Yep. Uh, Christmas is on a Friday. And cool. today is Thursday. You know what else is going to be on a Friday? Tell me. When this episode comes out, probably. Because <laughs> it's meant to be out an hour and 49 minutes ago. Yep. And here we are recording it at 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. And do you know why it's okay? Because it's up to us. No one else matters. It's our show. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Because we make the rules. Because I am the president. Because I'm the president. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're not drinking beer. No. Or wine. No. Like normal. Uh, I got a cup of coffee, which I normally don't drink either. No, and I'm having water, which is... Mm, hydrating yourself? It, it doesn't taste good. No. Water, water doesn't oxide. taste good in the morning. <clears throat> yes, it does. There's nothing better than waking up with water in your cup. Disagree. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also the worst no. part of waking up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes. So, we're just behind. And it's okay. We're. I think, you know what? Everyone, Everyone is a little behind right now. Aren't they all? I think it's the Christmas season. Everyone's busy. I wish I had a little behind. Mm. The amount of junk I'm eating. Feeling like going into Christmas right now. I'm like, I've already eaten my Christmas share. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've we've me and Catherine were just at the gym, and I said I can't remember the last time I've had a vegetable. No, honestly, I I started counting. Yeah, not well, not literally counting, but I said yeah. these. This is the vegetable intake I've had in the last, we'll say, two weeks, just yeah, to yeah. be just to be conservative. Yeah, uh, lettuce. Yeah, on McChicken wraps. Mm. I've had bell peppers mm. on nachos. <laughs> <laughs> and there was one more, and I think it's absolutely hilarious, and I can't remember what it was. It is, uh, oh, sweet potato fries. <laughs> oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but they're the organic ones from Costco. So right. Still frozen in a bag, still probably deep fried. Yeah, covered in salt and dipped in cheese whiz. Absolutely. <laughs> Used by the air fryer and resting on my gut when I eat them with yeah, yeah. lots of ranch and ketchup. Oh, buddy. So health. So yeah, I feel like I've already had my Christmas share. Yep. <laughs> Christmas share. <laughs> do you believe in Santa Claus? <laughs> Christmas share. Why is Christmas share not a thing? I don't know. I'm sure it is. Oh, it should be. I'm sure it is. Uh, I do want to make one quick note. And it's funny because <laughs> we discussed it last episode. And got it wrong again? And you got it wrong. So oh. here's the thing. The intro. Uh-huh. The intro that... Uh, welcome to Splainin', yes. a podcast where two guys explain to each other that they should know, but don't. It's that sweet game of badminton. 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 Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Great. So, last week, remember how you were like, that felt weird, we did it wrong? Yeah. Guess what? We actually did it perfectly correct. So then I screwed it up again today. You you actually screwed it up today. Oh. Yes. I purposefully kept going. And no. I saw your face. Yeah. Kept throwing the shade at me. And oh, I went, there was lots this of shade. is right. No. It was wrong. Last week, we actually did it correct. So, Discussed it as if we did it wrong, yeah. but we actually did it correct. So when you went back and listened? Yeah, I went back and listened. I was like, no, man, we were right. We did it correctly. You were actually wrong today. Okay, we really need to practice it. Before well, let's the do the entire episode again. You ready? Three, two, one. Nothing would fill me with less joy. Oh, <laughs> except for a full glass of water. 
<laughs> full glass of wine. Oh, God. Oh, no, that would be more joy. Wait, hang on. That was backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get an episode out hopefully tomorrow. That's the plan. That's the plan, yeah. So <clears throat> it's the final episode. Yeah, of season one. Season one. Yep. It just it just happened sporadically. I know. And we're excited about it. It's like it felt right. It felt like the right time. It's been what? Nine months? Nine months. So the baby's born. The baby is born. And so we have to go on mat leave. And it's yeah, it's time to watch the baby grow up. Yep. And it will. We we hope that you grow and watch and listen. Let's give our hopes and dreams for the baby. This is what we had to do the other day at Oliver's <laughs> baptism. As you know, because you were there. I was there. Um because you're Oliver's godfather. I am indeed. Jesus Papa. Jesus Papa. Jesus Father. <laughs> um so our hopes and dreams for the podcast. We hope splaining that you grow to respect those around you. Mm-hmm. Those other podcasts that probably aren't as funny as you are. No. And and probably more care and time are put into them, but Somehow you still rise above. Somehow you still rise above, yeah. Um, we hope that people follow, like, comment, and share, and write reviews, and rate us on wherever they listen to their Splainin' podcast. And when we say us, we mean you, Splainin'. Mm-hmm. We do. We love you. We love you. <laughs> it's been an interesting morning, buddy. <laughs> I don't think we could do this in the morning anymore. No, I don't think so. So, uh, as Evan said, I think this is the end of season one, which yep. is great. We're hoping to start up season two on January the 8th. January 8th, the day after the day after old Christmas day. <laughs> which is cool because... You know, Christmas will be over. It'll be really like a fresh start. Because I it find will sometimes be. the new year is like, it's the new year. But it's like, it's still Christmas until the 6th. Mm-hmm. You new know? year, new year, who dis? New year, who dis? And yep. January 8th, new year, oh, dad dis. Yeah. So it's going to be us. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be season two. Season two, baby. And, and to to uh, represent the new season even better, we're moving to a different day. And here's yeah. where the beat drops. <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Give a moving Friday. Start your weekend with splain in. When you get up in the morning and you got nothing to do. When you get up in the morning. <laughs> uh, you just, you know, it's going to be great because you can start your Friday and go, oh, you know what? I'm going to start off my weekend vibes with splain in. Yep. Or the- if you've had a shit week, yep. you can end it with splain in. Yes. It's like like making your bed in the morning. Go on. No, that's it. No, Joe. <laughs> you know, if you make your bed the first thing in the morning, you've yep. started your day with completing a task. And yes. it sets the tone on how the rest of the day goes. Mm-hmm. But if you have a shit day, yep. at least you come home to a well-tucked bed. Well, Jeff, you're not wrong. Let us be that well-tucked bed. We will be the well-tucked bed. So, yeah. So we're going to move to the Friday. Just get ready. Just prep your minds for mm-hmm. that. I, I guess we're sort of, we're like giving you a pre a pre- Preseason, preseason taste reveal tra- trailer by releasing this tomorrow. Indeed. So just buckle up because season two is going to be off the chain. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Christmas time. Christmas time. Christmas it's my favorite time of year. Bling, bling. It's also my favorite time of year. Yep. I when I wake up in the morning and the missus is still snoring. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> to inside of a joke. Um, One day. But I wake up in the morning, and the only light, because it's so freaking dark. It's so dark. But the only light is the Christmas lights from the window. Mm-hmm. Do you leave them on all night? Do I? Ooh. I don't leave my tree on all night. No. But I leave the, they're LEDs. What's going to happen? Sure. 
a little bit of power, a little bit of extra cost to fill me with joy in the morning. True, I guess. Yeah, I'm I mean, fine with that. Muskrat Falls. And also, I hate, like, you know, if I go to bed at 10.30, turn off all the lights, mm-hmm. whoever goes home from work at 11 or goes home from wherever, they're like, that's a dark house. I'm like, no, no, no. You need to see my Christmas spirit. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to putting... argue with you. But what's the point of putting your Christmas lights up and leaving them on from, like, 5 p.m. to 10? I don't know. Let them let them live. Let okay. Them, let them shine. Sure. You know, let 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 your freak flag fly. Freak flag fly. Say it three times fast. Freak flag fly. Freak flag fly. Freak flag fly. Not as bad as I thought. No, but the whole time I felt like I was stumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So we have a little bit of a Christmas episode for you here this a week. Um, you know, we we've been trying the old themes. Each 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 time there's been a seasonal theme, um, but this one we actually have related questions that we weren't really sure about. Um, Evan, why don't you go first, or do I, you want me to go first? I, I don't care. Okay, we actually didn't discuss who gets to go first. No, and now we have this awkward moment live uh-huh. mm-hmm. that we live, could this never, is live. Yeah, we, we never can't edit. edit <laughs> we can't edit it. So thanks it. for putting it's us in this situation. It's Jeff. locked in the splain and vault. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I should go first because yours feels like a. An addition to mine. Do you know what I mean? Rude. No, but in in the topic area. Um, Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Like I'll set the groundwork, and then you're like, and then also this. Okay. You know. Well, then off you go. Okay. So Jeff wanted to know about the different Santa Clauses in cultures around the world. Mm -hmm. It's Christmas around the world. Absolutely. So like you know a little bit about that from that spirit shop. Mm -hmm. But this is Santa Claus, the origin story. Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> uh, known by many different names Father Christmas Saint Nick Chris Kringle Papa Shisho <laughs> the, the legend The man with the bag A universal symbol for giving and joy And Christmas spirit Yay! But where did this all begin? Tell me Well our current Santa Formerly went by Philip Holenberg Actually became Santa when he pushed Tim Allen into traffic <laughs> In 2009 <laughs> But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me just back up for a second. The very first Santa, St. Nicholas of Myra, was a 4th century Greek Christian bishop. When I saw Myra, I was thinking like Myra, like Ireland, like on the Myra. Mm. Um, it's not. No. Nope. I was like just picturing Santa being like, ho, ho, ho. Oh, here's a sweet bag of potatoes. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. Just me. <laughs> ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Myra is now called Demre and is on the Mediterranean coast of Turkey. Oh, different Myra. Um, as always, but this is the case actually outlined by the article, it's unclear how much of what I'm about to tell you is true. Isn't that the entire Yes. Yeah. Um, little is known about St. Nicholas's life while he was alive. The earliest accounts were written centuries after his death and contain many legendary elaborations. I wonder if like, that's how our life's going to be. Well, like every good story, really. Yeah, true. Yeah, just okay. wait a while till no one forgets the facts, or everyone forgets the facts, and then just add in your legendary elaborations. <laughs> Why let the truth get in the way of a good story? Exactly, Jeff. St. Nicholas is the patron saint of sailors, merchants, Archers, repentant thieves, prostitutes, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, unmarried people, yourself, and students in various cities and countries around Europe. Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> That's why they say everyone. everyone. It's just shorter. It's just all- <laughs> yeah. um, He is said to have been born in the Greek seaport of Patara Lycia in Asia Minor to wealthy Christian parents. When both parents died, Nicholas is said to have distributed their wealth to the poor. 
He became a bishop and was apparently ordained by his uncle. You could be a bishop ordained by your uncle. One day. Who was the bishop of the city of Myra at the time? Mm -hmm. His uncle was. Nicholas ended up becoming bishop of Myra himself. Uh, the bishop of Myra, who had succeeded Nicholas's uncle, had recently died, and the priests in the city agreed that the first priest to enter the church that morning would be made the bishop. <laughs> like, <laughs> and there was like, a race. These priests running yeah, yeah. down the street. Nicholas went to the church to pray, happened to be that first lucky caller. They're like, you won the prize. You're the new bishop. He's like, guys, like, I have a day job. They're like, doesn't matter. You're That's the first a, one in the door. You're the bishop now. Anyway, um, in his most famous exploit, St. Nicholas heard of a man who could not afford proper dowry. Dow I hate this word. Dowry? This word, yeah, but there's not an extra syllable. It's D-O-W-R-I-E-S. Dowries. But it brings, like, it's the epitome of my childhood speech impediment. Oh. There's a W and an R. Dowries. Because normally my I would put a W where there is an R. Yeah. Here there is a W where there's also an R. Dow Dowries. Yep. Dowries. Dowries. For this, for his three daughters, making them less likely to find a husband because he couldn't afford the compensation. At that time, you the father would always give a wedding gift of a dowry, and then the husband would be like, great, get money, I'll marry your daughter. Very like Laser Wolf. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tivia. Yeah, but what's the daughter? Seitel. Seitel. Um, hearing of this, Nicholas went to the house under the cover of night. And threw a purse filled with gold coins through the window of the house. (laughs) 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 Break the house. (laughs) I don't think they had windows at the time. Well. Who's to say? Who's to say? He did this for three nights in a row, each night leaving enough for a dowry for each daughter. Imagine being the third daughter and be like, geez, I hope he comes back. (laughs) 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 Your two sisters are going to be married off. I'm stuck here with dad. (laughs) Got to be a prostitute. (laughs) Well, that was the thing. They would be forced into prostitution. They would remain unmarried if they didn't have a dowry. Uh, I didn't say that earlier, did I? No, you oh, didn't. That's clear. That's why St. Nicholas is like, I got to help out these people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unclear whether it was out of modesty that he didn't um, to help the family in public or to save the family the humidity. Hum- <laughs> the humidity? <laughs> Humiliation oh. of accepting charity. Mm. Right? I mean, the townsfolk must have known. Like when the Escalade showed up in the driveway where the donkey used to be. <laughs> yeah, like the, the windows help. are broken. Yeah, the government's helping them in some way. Yeah, Saint Nick showed up. Yeah, they got they got Papa Serb money. <laughs> Papa Shisho's been to their house. Papa Shisho. Um. So why is he the patron saint of all those things? Mm-hmm. Well, that explains the prostitutes. Yep. And the um other things. Um, children, maybe. Well, in another story, Nicholas is said to have visited the Holy Land. The ship he was on was nearly destroyed by a terrible storm, but he rebuked the waves, causing the storm to subside. Ooh. Like Moses style. Kind of. Because of this miracle, Nicholas became venerated as the patron saint of sailors and travelers. Okay. One story tells how a terrible famine hit and a malicious butcher lured three children into his house. This gets real dark. No. Where he killed them. Great. Placing their remains in a barrel to cure, planning to sell them off as ham. Mm. Nicholas, visiting the region to care for the hungry, saw through the butcher's lies and resurrected the pickled children. Not a sentence I ever thought I'd say. <laughs> resurrected the pickled children. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I, hate I know. It. I, I hate, hate it. that it's funny, but you just think of like a pickle child. Yeah. Like a, he's like a little green pickle. <laughs> um, he resurrected them by making the sign of the cross. It wasn't that hard. Oh. The story, they were mostly dead. They were, oh, like just completely. the, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. The story became so popular, it was depicted in stained glass windows, tapestries, <laughs> you name it. Shirts, mugs, lots of other merch, just the pickled children. Um, eventually, it became so reproduced that rather than showing the whole scene, they would just show St. Nicholas with three naked children and a wooden barrel at his feet. 
over centuries, which could get misconstrued, over centuries when people <laughs> forgot the original story being shown with children, concluded he was the patron saint of children. That's why they were there. And the barrel, he must be the patron saint of brewers. That is amazing. Yeah. More so, accurately, he's the patron saint of pickle children. Yeah. So much of history seems to be just a game of broken telephone in this case, right? Just like <laughs> broken oh. stained glass. Yeah. <laughs> The window was broken. We couldn't see that part of the story. No, they flicked the coins through the window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's actually a weird um, takesies backsies thing that happened with St. Nicholas remains, mm. like his actual skeletal remains. Oh. 200 years after his death, the St. Nicholas Church was built in Myra over the site where he had served as bishop. And so it was ordered his remains be moved to the sarcophagus in that church. Good. Then in 1087, 1087? 1087, sure. What's better to say? 1087. I like that better, too. Well, we'd go like 19, 18, 17, so you go 10. Yeah, 1087. When the newly arrived Muslim Seljuk Turks arrived, um, a group of merchants from the city of Barry removed the major bones of Nicholas' skeleton from his sarcophagus and brought them to their hometown. Oh. Where they are now enshrined in the Basilica di San Nicolas. The bones that the Italians left behind, so somebody went back for secondsies. Good. Um, were later removed by Venetian sailors and taken to Venice during the First Crusade. Oh. Which we learned about at some point. We did. No, we didn't learn about the First Crusade. A little bit. We it touched on it. Yeah, with um, the Knights Templar. The, the Knights Crusade Templar. So then we get Old Father Christmas. He dates back as far as the 16th century in England during the reign of Henry VIII. Off with her head guy. Mm. He was a figure meant to typify the spirit of good cheer at Christmas, bringing joy, peace, good food, and wine. Mm. My kind of guy. When England no longer decided to keep the feast day of St. Nicholas on December 6th, the Father Christmas celebration was moved to December 25th to coincide with Christmas Day. Um, Catholics have a lot of feast days. Did you know this? Like every saint gets a feast day? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they get like ranked in order of like most prominence. Like after a while, they're just like, let's get rid of his. Didn't know that. Yeah. So like after a while, they were like, we don't need the St. Nicholas one anymore. No. Got rid of it. Um, So Father Christmas is usually depicted as a large man in green or scarlet robes lined with fur. Um, And as in John John Leach's illustration of the ghost of Christmas present from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Yeah. So you know a couple of like, it's like that big old like bearded like, but it's like a brown beard and a big like jolly green cloak. Yep. That guy is like Father Christmas. Yeah. In people's minds. Then there's Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Uh, he's based off the historical figure of St. Nicholas and depicted as an elderly, serious man with white hair and a long, full beard. Mm-hmm. He traditionally rides a white horse. The current horse's name is Ozo Schnell or Oso Fast. You're literally describing Gandalf. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Uh, after a lyric in a well known Sinterklaas song, where uh, Ozo Schnell is one of the lyrics talking about his horse. Mm-hmm. In Belgium, the horse is named Schlecht Dog, meaning bad weather today. Or Mui Dog, meaning nice weather today. So depending on the day, that's what you call the dog? Yeah. And they're like, it's not a dog. It's a um, horse. horse. <laughs> and also, if he sees his shadow, there's six more months of winter. <laughs> um, nice weather today. There's my shadow. <laughs> Cinder Claus carries a big red book, which records whether each children has been good or naughty in the past year. Mm. Sound familiar? It does. Sometimes known as Die Kirstman in Dutch, the Christmas man, and Pierre Noël. Father Christmas in French. However, the tradition stays true to December 6th, the feast day of St. Nicholas for most families um, of Dutch, Belgian, and Swiss lineage. A recent poll suggests 36% of Dutch only present gifts on December 6th. 
Christmas Day, December 25th, is used by 21% to give gifts, and 26% of the Dutch population just do it on both days. How sweet. In Belgium, presents are offered only to children on the 6th, but to all ages on Christmas Day. Okay. So the children get the, the little feast day, and then everybody else celebrates later. Nice. And they have more time to get their gifts. When do you become an adult? I guess like 18 or like 13? Uh, depends on what happens to you in your life. That's I a think. sucky year. <laughs> yeah. For instance, <laughs> I would continue to get gifts on the yeah, eighth, yeah. and you would not. Exactly. Yeah. I think once you go through twenty twenty, you're all an adult. You've made it through. Or um, we've regressed back to children. Well, it could be that too. Yeah. Uh, so Sister Claus also has a sidekick, Svarte Piet, mm-hmm. Per Futard, or Black Pete. Black Pete. The first, the character first appeared in an eighteen fifty book by Amsterdam school teacher Jan. Sch- Schenkman. Svarte Piet is black because he's apparently a Muslim inhabitant from Spain. Those portraying Svarte Piet usually put on blackface and colorful Renaissance attire. Hmm, tasty. Yeah. The introduction of Black Piet coincided with the change <laughs> in the depiction of Sinterklaas himself. I tried to say tasteful. I know what you did. But I said tasty. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe that. Uh, <laughs> tasty. <laughs> tasteful. Uh, colorful Renaissance attire. Tasty. Um, <laughs> so they wanted to change the depiction of Sinterklaas himself. Prior to this, he was often quite strict towards poorly behaved children and presented as sort of a boogeyman. Like, you know, the whole, if you're not good, Santa Claus is not going to bring you no gifts. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe Santa Claus is going to hit you with a stick. Like, like a little oh, bit more oh, intense. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, then they just changed some of the scary aspects to attribute them to Black Pete. So like, Sinterklaas could be the nice one and then Black Pete was the one who would punish you. Mm. Um, the lyrics of older traditional Sinterklaas songs, still sung today, warn that Sinterklaas and his assistant will leave well-behaved children presents, but punish those who have been naughty. They might even take very poorly behaved children to their homeland of Spain in burlap sacks, where, according to legend, they'll be forced to assist in their workshop for an entire season or longer. So they become elves. Exactly. Are the elves just deranged young children who are kidnapped and brought to Spain? Uh Uh-huh. And, like, serve out their sentence. Yeah. These songs and stories also warn that a child who has been only slightly naughty will receive a bundle of birch twigs or a lump of coal instead of gifts. Productive. In some, in some cultures, the assistant of St. Nicholas actually hits children with the birch twigs. <laughs> in today's society, literally for the first time, strangely enough, like unbelievably in 2019, people started to say, okay, I see why that's a little racist. Mm-hmm. A and, little distasty. Yeah, distasty. <laughs> And the approval of Suarte Pete has dropped significantly. Good. In August 2020, Facebook updated its policies to ban depictions of blackface, including traditional blackface depictions of Suarte Pete. Mm. Google banned advertising with Black Pete, including soot versions without blackface. So some of them, oh, he's just soot on his face. Nope, that's still blackface. You're not doing it. So prior to Christianization, the Germanic peoples celebrated a midwinter event called Yule. During this period, supernatural and ghostly occurrences were said to increase in frequency, such as the Wild Hunt, a ghostly procession through the sky. Traditionally, the leader of the Wild Hunt was the god of Norse religion or culture, Odin. Did you know this? No. So, folklorist Margaret Baker maintains that the appearance of Santa Claus or Father Christmas, whose day is on the 25th of December, owes much to Odin. The old blue-hooded, cloaked, white-bearded gift-bringer of the North, who rode the midwinter sky on his eight-footed steed, Sleipnir, visiting people with gifts. Some people, some people think Odin is just like 
that's where Santa Claus came from. Interesting. I know. Super cool. Uh-huh. Which makes Thor an elf. Or the son of Santa. Right. Mm-hmm. Heir to the Santa Claus throne. Yes. He is next to push Tim Allen. Loki, definitely an elf. Loki is the Jack Frost in the... Oh, Santa Claus 3. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jafar's return. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jafar <laughs> left, came back again. <laughs> Third time round. Third time round. It, uh, it may also be where we get the chimney Christmas tradition. <clears throat> in pre-Christian Norse tradition, Odin would often enter through chimneys and fire holes on the solstice. In the Italian Bifana tradition, the gift-giving witch is perpetually covered with soot from her trips down the chimneys of children's homes. In the tale of St. Nicholas, the saint tossed coins through a window, but in later versions of the tale, the saint tossed coins um, down... He found the window locked, so he threw it down the chimney. Oh. And, like, they burnt it up and then eventually found it. Sure. In Dutch artist Jan Steen's painting, The Feast of St. Nicholas, adults and toddlers are glancing up a chimney with amazement on their faces, while other children play with their toys. The hearth was held sacred in primitive belief as a source of beneficence. 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 I don't know what that means. It feels like beneficial. Yep. Yep. And popular belief had elves and fairies bringing gifts to the house through this portal. Santa's entrance into homes on Christmas Eve via the chimney was made part of American tradition through the poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, where the author described him as an elf. From all of these early traditions, we North Americans seem to just take what we wanted and created what we have today. Mm. Part of the need to lighten the spirit of St. Nicholas into a jovial, more child-based holiday patron was a broader movement to tone down the increasingly wild Christmas celebrations of the era, which included... Aggressive home invasions, substantial <laughs> premature sex, and public distray- displays of sexual deviancy. Ugh. Like adults just be like, it's Christmas time! <laughs> There's no need to be afraid! <laughs> and they just went crazy. In 1821, the book A New Year's Present, The Little Ones from 5 to 12, was published in New York. It contained Old Santa Claus with Much Delight, an anonymous poem describing Santa Claus on a reindeer sleigh bringing presents to children. Some modern ideas of Santa Claus became canon after the publication of A Visit from St. Nicholas, better known today as The Night Before Christmas. Ooh. And all through the house. Yes. So we just get things because somebody was like, yep, reindeer sleigh. Yep. Apparently. By 1845. Oh, you're going to tell us about that later. Maybe. (laughs) You just summed it up, so maybe I won't. Yeah. By 1845, Kris Kringle was a common variant of Santa Claus in parts of the U.S. A magazine article from 1853 describes American customs to British readers of hanging up stockings for a fabulous personage. Again, just like... Where did it come from? Nobody knows. Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, I was going to do that. Um, Over the years, Santa evolved in pop culture into a large, heavyset person. Now, it could be all the cookies that they're leaving out. Cookies and milk. He didn't evolve. He just gained weight. Yes. You could call it evolved, I suppose. I'm evolving here every day. (laughs) One of the um, first artists to define Santa Claus as a modern image was Thomas Nast, an American cartoonist of the 19th century. Yes. On January 3rd, 1863, Nast immortalized Santa with an illustration of him dressed in an American flag with a puppet on his hand with the name Jeff written on it. You stop. Honest to my God. That is amazing. Referring to Jefferson Davis, president... Oh no, they know my secret! (laughs) (laughs) Referring to Jefferson Davis, president of the Confederate States before the Civil War. Oh. So it was a bit of a political thing. Indeed. Um, But just funny. I just like picture him to like talk with the puppet and have a different voice. Uh... (laughs) Santa, 
You've got some explaining to do. Um, the, <laughs> the story that Santa lives at the North Pole may North Pole <laughs> North Pole may also be a creative idea, I guess, of Thomas Nast. His image in Harper's Magazine in 1866 was a collage titled Santa Claus and His Works, which included the caption Santa Clausville N.P. Later, this collage was accompanied by a poem by George P. Webster, who wrote that Santa Claus's home was near the North Pole in the ice and snow. So, like, one person just decided that and everyone went with it, yep. apparently. Yeah, makes sense. Santa became a symbol of giving and was used by popular organizations such as the Salvation Army, where volunteers dressed as Santa Claus and collected money for those in need. Mm -hmm. Some say Santa was invented by Coca-Cola, but much of this stems from the white and red suit matching the Coca-Cola logos. They say Coca-Cola uh, sort of branded it that way. Um, however, not the case. Santa Claus, in his traditional red and white garb, was actually used previous to Coca-Cola in white rock beverages for mineral water and ginger ale. Interesting. Still beverages. Still beverages. A beverage. Hey, beverage. Hey, Brian. <laughs> Santa wore red and white for water. <laughs> um, so then throughout the 20th century, pop culture took off with movies, books, stories, all with slightly different ideas about how Santa came to pass. But... That's sort of it. Nice. Yeah. So now I have Christmas, one or two truths and a lie or two. <laughs> <laughs> they might all be true. They might all be false. There might be a variation of false and true. It's uh, up to you. God. So basically it's true or false. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you them all first. Okay. A law in the U.S. state of Ohio prohibits the usage of Santa Claus or his image to sell alcoholic beverages. Number two, Santa's iconic postal code, H-O-H-O-H-O, -O -O, is only applicable to Canadians. <laughs> Number three, Santa Claus was a bachelor until 1889. So one of those, or oh wait, each one I have to say whether or not it's true or false, or yeah. two of them are truth and one of them a lie? No, it's not a true. Can you set the rules, please? I cannot. Okay. So basically it's true or false. H-O-H-O-H-O is correct for Canada because Canada has postal codes. Everything else has zip codes, which are different. Um, they don't There's have like still six, six characters though in a zip code. Yeah, but they're, they're more numbers. It goes like number, letter, number, letter. As ours goes, letter, number. In the States. In the States. So it's only specific. Actually, I'm sure there's another country out there that definitely uses letters. Is but there? I'm going to say true. Canada is the exclusive. Canada is the exclusive because... The zeros are used in letter form or as like, so H-O-H is a zero, O-H-O is zero, zero. Yeah. So it's consistent with our letter number format in Canada. Yeah. Um, since 1982, this is just a fun fact. Okay, cool. Over 13,000 Canadian postal workers have volunteered to write responses to children. I could cry. As of 2015, um, Canada postal workers have responded to more than 1.5 million letters per year. Wow. In over 30 languages, including Braille, answering them all in the language they are written. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Right? I just had to share it. Okay. So then, what do you think about um, state law in Ohio prohibits the usage of Santa Claus or his image to sell alcohol? Um, I'm going to say true because now that I think of it, I don't think I've ever seen Santa promote alcohol. Well, you would have in 1987. But since then, it's been banned in Ohio. So you're right. The law came to attention when the beer brand Bud Light attempted to use its mascot, Spuds McKenzie. I love it. In a Santa Claus outfit during a 1987 December ad. Bud Light was forced to stop using the imagery. <laughs> An epidemic of six-year-olds slightly <laughs> became alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Next one. Uh, Santa Claus was a bachelor until 1889. 
I also want to say true because as saints and like bishops and stuff, like you just couldn't marry. Right. But it's probably like 1722 and no, not 1889. I like feel the like da- that's rude of me if I just change the date. I did that. that. Remember when I did that? For yeah. The two I agreed. I think it was rude. Yeah. Uh, just for the interest of not having three truths, I'm going to say false. See, that's what I was hoping you would do because there were three truths. Oh, I- Otherwise, but see, I was like, I was saying it was right. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. It is right. Catherine Lee Bates' widely circulated poem, Goody Santa Claus on a Sleigh Ride, mm. um, was popularized in 1889. Goody is short for good wife or Mrs. Mm. So that's when Mrs. Santa Claus became a thing. Interesting. Yep. How fun. So fun. My turn? Your turn. Tarp's coming off. I'm warm. My turn. Cool. So, Evan asked the question, why reindeer? Just really, why? Why reindeer? Because it could be anything. It could be anything. Um, because I, I actually, it came up because I was watching, I think it was, there was like a um, Elf on a Shelf, like a couple of little movies on Netflix that yeah, I watched yeah, with yeah. Harrison, uh-huh. which are 100% marketing, like not even covered up in any way. They're no. like, oh, we need to sell this fox that now accompanies elves. So let's do a whole movie about the fox in which we really express why every children needs one mm-hmm. and why we and why Santa decided to make them. And like, anyway, it's just drivel and like welcome. consumerism at its finest. I was going to say, welcome to the Christmas commercialism. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, in that, there are no reindeer. It's just like a flying sleigh. And I was like, yeah, that. Could be fine. That could also work. There's no reason that couldn't work. Yeah. Um, So let's dive in just a little bit. I'm not going to go as deep. Uh, In traditional festive legend, Santa Claus's reindeer are said to pull a sleigh through the night sky to help Santa Claus deliver gifts to children on Christmas Eve. Yeah. The commonly cited names of the nine reindeer are... Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Nice. Thank you. Well done. Do you know what that actually reminded me of when you did it that way specifically? Yes, but I can't remember. Yes, you do. Think about it. The person's running down the street, and they're chanting it. Oh, uh, uh, um, um, I'll be home for Christmas. Close. Dutch or Dancer, Prince of Vixen, Comet, Oh, no, Jingle All the Way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dutch or Dancer, Prince of Vixen, Comet, 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 Vixen. I'm not the pervert. I'm just looking for Turbo Man doll. He shows up the thing and he bags in the glass and breaks yeah, the glass. It's so great. And then uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Ice Cube? Not Ice Cube. No, um, it's um, uh, the... Uh, also, Sinbad. Sinbad, yeah, Sinbad yeah. shows up. Myron, yeah. Yeah, with, uh, with a bomb. bomb. Oh, my God. It's so good. That's like one of my favorite movies. It's turbo time. <laughs> did I tell you what I did in our house? This that's, year? That's very vague. Um, did I tell you what I did in my house? So we have the Philips Hue light bulbs. Yes. The ones that you can like control with your phone and your Google Home and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we set schedules for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have like you can say like, hey Siri, turn off the bedroom light and it turns off. Right. But I changed it. So <laughs> I there's, got Siri's going on my iPad now. Siri, stop. <laughs> okay, thanks. Thank you. Um, that the only way that we can get our bedroom light to turn off is if we say it's turbo time. <laughs> <laughs> So Catherine's rod, and she's like, hey, Siri, turn off the bedroom light. And she's like, I'm sorry, there's no bedroom light. And she's like, it's turbo time. She's like, right away, and the lights turn off. I love that. It's great. Um, Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Great movie. Uh, So the first eight reindeer are based on those used in the 1823 poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas. Ah, yes. Commonly called 
the night, the night before, before Christmas, Christmas by Clement house. Clark Moore. This poem is probably responsible uh, for the reindeer becoming popularly known. Mm-hmm. Since the mid-20th century, popular culture has generally recognized Santa Claus as having nine reindeer. Eight right. plus Rudolph. Of course. Not to mention Olive. Not to mention Olive, the <laughs> other reindeer. Great story. Which we've had many conversations about. We've had one. The yeah. first reference to Santa <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> the first reference to Santa's sleigh being pulled by reindeer appears in the old Santa Claus with much delight, okay. an 1821 illustrated children's poem published in New York. The names of the author and the illustrator are not known, so I did it. The poem with eight <laughs> colored lithographic illustrations was published by William B. Gilly as a small paperback book entitled The Children's Friend, a New Year's present to the little ones from 5 to 12. A little long-winded, but... They yeah. got there. Yep. The illustration to the first verse features a sleigh with a sign saying rewards uh, being pulled by a singular reindeer. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, My the, God, life got easy for him, didn't it? Honestly. The union came in. He's like, I can't do this by myself. I'm not working these hours. <laughs> yeah. Population says yeah. sprung. There's more presents. Yeah. Uh, the 1823 poem by Clement Seymour, A Visit from Santa Claus, or from St. Nicholas Story, uh, is largely credited, like I said, for the contemporary Christmas lore that includes eight named reindeer. Hmm. When what to my wondering eye should appear but a miniature sleigh. And eight tiny reindeer. Mm. With a little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blixen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. I'm done. For th- Thank you. <laughs> again, again from the top. For thousands of years in the snowy Arctic of northern Norway, reindeer have been a symbol and a way of life for <laughs> the that is lot. It's like, whenever we hear a clap, we always cut. It's like, oh, we're just going to cut. I just oh, cut the whole section of you doing that. <laughs> yeah, that must have been a cut. That's why Evan was laughing. Yeah, yeah, it must have been terrible. No one enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, funny. Funny. Uh, so reindeer have been a symbol and a way of life for the Sami. Northern Europe's oldest surviving indigenous people, spanning parts of Norway, Finland, Sweden, and the Kola Peninsula of Russia, in an area that is known as Sapmi. Uh, when reindeer are at the heart, or sorry, while reindeer are at the heart of traditional Sami culture, the idea of a jolly, gift-giving Santa Claus flying around with his herd has no part in their history or tradition. Hmm. The two ideas collided in popular culture via a businessman in Alaska named Carl Lohman. When the reindeer came to Alaska and began to flourish, Lohman a native of Minnesota, Minnesota, uh, saw the commercial mass market possibilities of reindeer meat and fur for the United States and sought to promote it aggressively. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Is that what they do in the Sami culture? Is like they use like they're like the animal they use for meat and fur and stuff? Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Lohman was as much a clever marketer as a businessman. And in nineteen twenty six he actually convinced, along with Macy's department store, a promotional Christmas parade led by Santa, his reindeer, a sleigh, and several Sami herders in their vibrant traditional dress. Okay. Eventually similar parades were held in cities around the country. Lohman is said to have further accelerated his marketing efforts by planting fake children's letters in local newspapers. The fictitious children asking for Santa and his reindeer to visit their towns. (gasps) 
Smart. Mm-hmm. So smart. Loman's company was forced out of the reindeer business one way or another, but his marketing efforts unleashed a worldwide obsession with Santa and created a common narrative now known around the world and even elaborated on Rudolph, the most famous reindeer of all, uh, which was actually not based in mythology or literature stemming from an indigenous, indigenous culture, but was uh, instead concocted as a character in a coloring book distributed in 1939 by the now defunct Montgomery Ward department stores. They're like, guys, we got a lot of red crowns. How are we going to get rid of them? <laughs> Somebody give me an idea. Quick, color his nose. <laughs> um, it is very easy to depict Santa delivering toys in a sleigh. Yep. Uh, when most of these stories and traditions were coming to age, the made mode of transportation was indeed a sleigh. Right. So all the stories that you told back from 17 all the way to 1900, right. obviously they didn't have cars or boats or ships or planes. So obviously people got around by carriages or sleighs. Right. So that was an easy way of doing it. And also and usually winter. So like how are you getting around in winter? In the cold yeah. winter weather, right. they also had reindeer, deer, or large horses to pull the sleigh or carriage to their location. Mm-hmm. So logically speaking, it made sense at the time to just peg the two together Ah. simple as that um so speaking about rudolph um it's actually an interesting story of how rudolph came about is it yeah well kind of we'll see um so as i mentioned it was originally done uh as a montgomery ward department store right so mr ward who owned the department store had a marketer and developer by the last name of may Okay. Now, he asked him, he said, I want you to come up with a clever idea to come up to try to bring kids into the store to buy stuff. Okay. So, come up with a character or something like that. Uh, He originally came up with Rudolph. Okay. Rudolph. And he had the little red nose and the story behind it. But Mr. Ward said, "Mm, red noses are often, you know, affiliated with alcoholism. (laughs) Burst capillaries from heavy drinking. Yes. Yes. So uh, he wasn't really for it. So after a couple of weeks of having the coloring book, they said, mm, this is not tasteful. But what Mr. May did, he said, you know what? I have a better idea and took it aside. Okay. He went and then created a full backstory for Rudolph, got illustrators, and created his own children's story named Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the favorite reindeer of all. Right. It then exploded uh, and gave his entire family wealth beyond measure. Um, there's a full little video that I watched yeah. about his daughters that are still alive now. This yeah. is like 1932 or 1935. Right. Um, well, 1939. I said it a minute ago. And uh, they said like their entire house are just filled with reindeers and with little red noses and everything like that. And they're like, and they're like, you know, it was very endearing. Right. But they're like, we have so much to thank for Rudolph. Like our college education and everything. I was like, how sweet is that? And also, like, imagine just coming up with an idea and being like, okay, I'm good now. Yeah. All I have to do for my life. They called their family home the house that Rudolph built. Oh my God. I know. How wholesome. So wholesome. Yeah. So it was, it was actually a very sweet and endearing story about mm-hmm. Rudolph and how he, how he kind of came to fruition. And also, all you need is an underdog, right? Or Make under, that, under reindeer. Under reindeer. Well yeah. done. Um, and then and then people are going to be like, oh, but he overcame adversity. Mm-hmm. Yep. We must praise him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was actually a very, uh, very nice story. Um, so I guess the question poses, why in most Christmas movies is Rudolph not actually there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In like anything that isn't centered around Rudolph, rarely is Rudolph there. Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to venture a guess why? Copyright. Ooh, that's a good one. That's oh. a good one. I actually Googled it, and that was one of the reasons they gave. Right. But the most enticing answer that I got was, well, Rudolph was a contractor. <laughs> 
he was used that one faithful foggy evening and has not been needed since. <laughs> really is it foggy on Christmas. No, in but... proper Newfoundland fashion, there was fog. Mm. Rudolph was hired as a contractor and has henceforth been laid off. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> He's still collecting his Serb. Yeah, uh, he's there collecting EI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. He works. He works like six months of the year, so he can collect EI for the rest of it. Exactly. So there is that. So people just being like, "Nope, that one foggy night, Santa needed a solution." So he right. got this little baby reindeer with a red nose. Come on, right. and it just hasn't been foggy since. And all so the reindeer just... were pissed. They were like, "He's not. He's not pulling his weight. Literally, like, literally, he's not like too his small. Weight. He can't help in any way other than he got a shiny nose." Yep. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Electricity. Yeah, well... <laughs> right? They all got lamps. Yeah. They had lamps. Yeah, the, the labor board wasn't happy. No. Their seniority, he was yeah. not there. They yeah. installed a uh, cigarette lighter in the sleigh, plugged in the <laughs> lights into that. Like, guys, this is fine. Do yeah, we, we need to pay an eight, a ninth reindeer? No, no, they don't. No. The union got involved. It yeah, was yeah. a whole mess. But anyways. A mess. Uh, so there's that. And also, like, probably, like, he saw a medical professional about that nose and was like... And they probably got it fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Or, or like, he had to go off on disability or something. (laughs) (laughs) Other parts of his body started glowing. It was this whole ordeal. There's uranium. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, people said, like you said, copyright. So depending on what movie and stuff like that. Right. But also, because anytime you see Rudolph at the front of the pack, um, it tends to pull attention. Absolutely. From what is happening. Yep. Right, so the idea he has to be a character. He can't just be another reindeer. Exactly. So as they're flying around, if you do see Rudolph, you're like, "Oh, there's Rudolph," and you tend not to pay attention to actually what is happening. Right. So I think it's a little bit of a juggle. That makes sense. Yeah, I just think they can't afford him anymore. Yeah. Um, the next question is, why do some movies and stories have the sleigh with or without the reindeer? Budget cuts. Budget cuts. (laughs) Absolutely. Like I said, the union got involved. It's this whole ordeal. Yeah. Um, um, or like they're filming two movies at the same time, so yeah. like the reindeer are only free for one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's the safe working conditions, yeah, yeah, flying yeah. so high, and it's cold, there's a lot of ice, yeah. low visibility. Yeah, 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 probably that. Yeah. Uh, so Santa sleigh and reindeer are propelled by magic. Right. So long ago, Santa Claus and the elves discovered a special formula of magical reindeer food, which helps the reindeer fly. So not just, you know, they're not just like born special reindeer. Nope, they're normal reindeer that Santa feeds some special food. And that's what gives them the ability to fly. And also a mortal? Because like, they don't, like Donner doesn't change out for Uncle Joe. Well, as far as we know. Right. Mm. The reindeer eat this food all year round. It gives them enough magic to fly around the world. The magical mushrooms and special reindeer. Mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they actually don't fly at all. They're all just no. sitting on the ground just thinking they're pushing Santa. <laughs> well, guys, we went around really fast yeah. that time. Guys, I can't see. Where's that little red nose guy? Put him in the front. Liz, I can't see. His nose was, he was never there to begin no, with. No, there was no reindeer the with a red nose. They all hallucinated Rudolph entirely. <laughs> uh, but it's a special reindeer lichen, uh, which are f- only found where Santa lives. Okay. Um, so the magic food... Mm. Uh, and magic overall is what powers his sleigh. Right. And the, the magic propelled um, is propelled, sorry, by cheer and Christmas spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? So in some instances, you say, so why does it have a sleigh? Why not? Um, the classic movie Elf opens up with Buddy the Elf's father showing him the engine for yes. Santa's sleigh. Right. Towards the end of the movie, we see Santa's sleigh crash into the middle of Central Park. Right. The only thing that can get it back is the cheer and Christmas spirit. Yes. Right? Um, so. Are there no reindeers in that movie? There are. Oh. But like not when he's flying the sleigh. 
The reindeer also provide a very environmentally friendly solution to propelling Santa's sleigh and allows him to reserve the bit of magic that he has built up for delivering the toys and for his contingency plan, mm. which like we see in the Christmas Chronicles. Which I haven't watched. You haven't watched the first one? Nope. Oh, that's a great movie. Is it? Oh, it's a great movie. I'm okay. not going to spoil it, but okay. I'm going to spoil it. Okay. Um, he, long story short, they lose the reindeer. Okay. And the whole movie is them trying to get the reindeer back so that Santa can go off. Oh. But by the end of it, he just snaps his finger and the sleigh slides, flies away. And the kids were like, what? That's two hours of my life I'm never getting back. Right. But the, it was to build character. Uh, I see. For people to love each other. I understand. So he doesn't need the reindeer. Right. Uh, you know, it just uses up his magic. It depends on the storyline. It depends on Mrs. the Because in Santa Claus, the best Christmas movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Claus takes a little trip because she plans an alternate route for Santa. Yep. Because um, she's thinking, I think it's a little bit quicker. I think it's a little bit more efficient if you go this way. And he's not really listening because he's down in his letters. And he's like, mm. are you naughty? Are you nice? And he's just, you know, sort of ignores. So she's like, I'm going to take a trip around the world. And she takes the sleigh. And it gets a little stormy. So they land. And when they land, it's like a little aggressive. And Cupid hurts his foot. Oh. So then they put the, the reindeer in the stables. And the little, like, super gorgeous, tenored-voiced stable mace, master, stable master? Maybe. Yep. Uh, he's like, he's like will, will, will Cupid be able to fly, uh, walk again soon? And he's like, oh, you leave him with me for one week. Because uh, he's Italian. And um, anyway, so that she can't, she's, has to stay there until Christmas Eve. And they think Christmas is not going to happen because Mrs. Claus can't get back to the North Pole with the reindeer. Mm-hmm. Because she needs them all to be able to not only fly, but walk. Because they yeah. got to take off. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so each each one shows a little bit different on how the reindeer actually take off. Some of them show like like they run and they get enough momentum. Yep. There is one where Santa snaps his fingers and they just lift up. Yeah, and everything just lifts up. So it's all just magic propelled by magic. Yeah. So um, I don't think he needs it, but no. I think it adds a, a sweet little touch. And it does. I think I think you are right. I think. If the rain, like, if you see a lot of like newer Christmas movies, mm. like technologically based one, there's times where Santa flies in his sleigh, yeah, without reindeer, because yep. like technology, cool. His sleigh has engines. Yep. Um, in older ones, the reindeer are what pull the sleigh. Mm. Yeah, so I don't think there's really a rhyme or reason to it. No, it's like time travel. It's like you do you, uh huh, in whatever way you it's want. Like sometimes in a Christmas movie, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's lots of different. Rhymes or reasons, but the moral of the story is, is that it gets magic. And you know what? That's all we need. That's a all little we need. magic. Well, we need a little Christmas. Right this very minute. Reindeer flying sleighs and sleighs without reindeer. Dum, 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 dum. Either works yeah. both ways. Yeah. I'm okay with it. It's 2020. You do what you want. Absolutely. You want to fly? You want to do nothing? You want to do mushrooms and hallucinate? Giddy up. Giddy up, literally. Giddy up. Uh, now it's your turn, or my turn, for two truths and a lie. Straight up two truths this and a lie? This is actually two truths and a lie. Okay. Not three truths and try to fool Jeff into true and false. Okay. Um, Number one. Rudolph. <laughs> Sorry. I spelled red rest and it didn't make sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer is a male reindeer. Reindeer. Sorry. That was number one. Yep. Number two. Reindeer and caribou are actually the same animal. The rag, rangifer tarandus. And are a member of the deer family. In Europe, they are called reindeer. In North America, the animals are called caribou if they are wild, and reindeer if they're actually domesticated. Three. Both. Why are you looking at me? I don't know. I'm Both just... male and female reindeer grow antlers, 
while in most other deer species, only the males have antlers. Compared to their body size, reindeer have the largest and heaviest antlers of all living deer species. A male's antlers can be up to 51 inches long, and a female's antlers can reach 20 inches. See, that last one's not fair, because there's way too many facts in there, so, and one of them could be false. No, I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm, I, I've already... So all of that is wrong, or all of it is right? Sure. Not sure. Yes or no? Well, No. So could one of those sentences of the 10 you just said be false, and then I have to say false? No, I'm, I'm okay, fine. I'm not going to be a jerk. Sure. So either the whole thing is incorrect or not. Okay. I think the most important part you need to look at is both male and female reindeer grow antlers. Okay, well, why don't you stop at that? Because sometimes if I fluff it up with more information, it could seem false, or it could seem true. Yeah, like but the, that's, not, that's not fair. It's supposed to be misleading. Mm. I'm supposed to mislead you with information. But you gave too much information, and mm. therefore it's like... Too much opportunity to be true or false. True. False. Mm. Um, okay. So first one was Rudolph is male. Okay. Second one, uh, reindeer and caribou are actually the same animal. Right. Uh, both last. male and female grow antlers. <sighs> That's tricky. Um. I think. Okay, I think. The last one is true. Okay. I think... What's this middle one? Caribou and reindeer are the same animal. Right. I think that's false and the other one is true. About Rudolph being male? Yeah. Okay. You are incorrect. Ah! Rudolph's female. Rudolph would logistically be female. That was my gut instinct yeah. to go with that one. Because of the depictions of Rudolph not having or having little antlers, mm. at that age, females are the only reindeer yeah. who would actually have antlers during the winter. The males would lose their antlers after mating season, like mm. we talked about another day. Mm. So although Rudolph seems to be a very masculine name, yeah. uh, the only way Rudolph would have antlers at that age during that time of year would be if the reindeer was a female. I like the crypticness of it. It's like <laughs> there's science involved. There is science. So then caribou and reindeer are the same thing. Same animal. Wacky. Yep. Wacky backy. I always wondered that. I was like, what's the difference between yep. a deer and a caribou and a reindeer? And okay. Yep. No, reindeer and caribou are the same, just yep. in different regions. Yep. In North America, if it's wild, it's a caribou. If it's domesticated, it's a reindeer. Things cool. you learn. Yeah. Next, two truths and a lie. Oh, God. <clears throat> Rolo... And Reginald were the runner-up names for the now-chosen Rudolph in May's famous depicting the most famous reindeer of all. Okay. Number two. Reindeer have been known to run as fast as some motorized vehicles. The fastest recorded reindeer pranced at a shockingly fast sprint of 109 kilometers per hour. Okay. Three. Reindeer, although popularly seen gathering in groups of eight and one... In an instance of nine. Uh, they actually migrate and create super herds, which can grow up to 50,000 to 500,000 members. See, that seems so obviously false that it must be true. Okay. Because if you made it up, you would never say 500,000 members. 525,000. So that's true. Okay. So then the other two... Uh, running really fast, 109 kilometers per hour. Yeah. Which, which is fast. Or Rolo and Reginald were amazing. Uh, Rolo running. and Reginald is true, and the fast is false. Correct. Yeah. Uh, reindeer are actually very fast, but right. the fastest recorded one is 80 kilometers per hour. Right. And it's funny because... That- 109. You should have said approximately, and then said an even number. Well, see, here's the thing. I... <laughs> 
I planned on doing that. What? Because when I was looking up facts about reindeer, it said the average reindeer runs between like 24 and 47 kilometers per oh, hour. So it wasn't so was, rounded. No. Oh, okay. So I was going, okay, cool. So I'll just like throw out like approximately 80. That's right. what I planned on doing. But I said, what if the fastest one was right. clock? Anyway, sure enough, I Googled what's the fastest. <laughs> and sure enough, it was like around 80 kilometers per hour. I was like, man, yeah. that would have been a false fact. Yeah. So I went with 109. <laughs> nice. Nailed it. Anyways. Uh, so that concludes my two truths and a lie about reindeer. Well, fun, Jeff. Hey, Santa. Blitzen and I were playing reindeer games, and Blitzen said that moose lose their antlers in the winter after mating season, and then regrow them? That's not right, right? <laughs> Well, Donner, let me start with Donner. Don't even know her. <laughs> I usually refer questions about things I should know but don't to Jeff and Evan. Um, Santa, who are Jeff and Evan? Donner, are you trying to say that like virtually everyone on the planet, you two have not sent in your questions to Splainin' the podcast? This is the first I'm hearing of it, Santa, but this is excellent. Perhaps they could explain why when I eat asparagus, my... Ho, 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 Donner. Let's save that one for the boys. If you simply email them at info.splainin' at gmail.com, they can answer all of your questions. Explaining the podcast cannot be held accountable for argument, injury, or wrongful death due to misinformation or misinterpretation. All persons and parties involved in explaining the podcast are not liable for breaching copyright, nor do they acknowledge standard definitions of the word fact, truth, or correct. No lawyers were present in the making of this statement. I have a fun little game for us. Do you? Do you have a fun little game as well? Or a... I think I do. I think you do? Cool. So we have a fun game that I really want to play. It's called Overrated, Underrated, or Appropriately Rated. You've been talking about it for so long that I'm glad we're doing it so you can stop talking about it. <laughs> and Good. also, I think it's going to be fun, and I think we'll do it again. Cool. So the premise of this game is just as simple. I'm just going to ask simple things, and you tell me whether or not you think they're overrated. Do I also get to do some? Yeah, we can go back and forth. I've got some. Sure. How many do you have? Not as many as you. Nope. Uh, overrated? I think you have too many. Whether you think they're underrated, or whether you think they're appropriately rated. Okay. It's very straightforward. We'll go back and forth until I run out. Indeed. And then we'll see if you have good ones you want to get in. Sure. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. The original cartoon version of The Grinch. Uh, underrated. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. As soon as the Jim Carrey one came along, people were like, that's the one. That's the one you must watch. I'm like, well, it is. It's great. True. Well, then I'm going to go again. Wait, no. I'm going to go again. I'm still talking. The Jim Carrey version of the Grinch. Oh, oh, oh. Um, accurately rated. Okay. Uh, I think so. I, th I think you're right, because I think people Ex really love it, but yeah. I think they love it because it's so good. Except by children. More than one of my students this week has told me that they find that one to be creepy. They don't like that portrayal of the Grinch. They find Jim Carrey to be like, ooh. Which I'm like... Creepy isn't like gross, like that kind of thing? Or just, just like, like scary? Just like a little bit, little bit scary and a little bit like, I don't know. They just find it to be a little weird. like And just like the whole like, I don't know, like sometimes like the way he moves, his big gut. I don't know. It's sort of like, remember the Cat in the Hat movie with Mike Myers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's weird. Like there's some like a lot of off-color joke. I remember watching it in like, we were like 12. We went to the theater to watch it in school. Mm -hmm. And like we were just old enough to get the jokes and be like... This is a little bit weird, but I don't find the Grinch like that personally, but maybe I was a little bit older when it came out. Maybe. Cool. Anyway. Um, eggnog. Um, I actually, for years, I thought it was overrated. Yeah. In most recent years, it's appropriately rated. Ah. Yeah. I definitely don't think it's underrated. I think it's a little overrated. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's good, but it's like good. you're only gonna have one. one glass. Yeah, yeah, and like that one glass isn't the best thing you're gonna drink all night. Like once I once I'm done that and then I have my wine, I'm like, this is great. You know what? That's a good point. I think yeah. it is overrated because people are like, let's sit down and have some eggnog, and you're like, yeah, one glass, please. Yeah, and so it, and so I that we can say we did it. Been Christmassy. I mean, it's pleasant to get drink. a Chris, get a get a Christmas boomerang. Yeah, you're right. It's completely overrated. Yeah, you're right. Uh, now that I think about it, um, and plus, like, you, I have to get the vanilla one. As do I. Yeah, yeah, and like sprinkle cinnamon on it. Right. Anyways, colored LED Christmas lights. Complicated. Because. Nope. It's one of the three. No, only because there's different colors. Like you can get like the really gross, like they're basically like green, orange, and blue, and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Those are horrible. Yeah. They are overrated beyond measure. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not even sure the people who have them think they're good. Like, I'm not sure they're overrated because I'm not sure the people who have them are like, well, then, these are the best ones to have. Well, yes, people do that. Because do they? they're like, yes, absolutely. They're like, they're cheap, they're easy, and they're cost effective. And I can have them on all night and my kids won't care. Well, yes, and but I mine can are on all night. Home too. At 11 <laughs> but mine are on all night, but mine have nice colors. Do you know what I mean? Okay, they're so still the, LED, the ones though. that you have, are they overrated, underrated, or appropriately rated? I guess appropriately, but like there, there are other LED ones that are like ugly as sin. Okay. So it's a complicated question. Sure. Meanwhile, a little bit overrated in that, like, on the back of my house and on my tree and stuff, I have the old-fashioned lights. They're probably still LEDs, I guess. Everything's LED now, is it? Nope. You can get the big, bold ones from Costco. Or from Yeah, but, uh, but, like, either little ones, like the little... They're all LED. Yeah. yeah. So I have old-fashioned colored LED ones on my tree. Sure. Which look lovely. Huh. Um, they're the best ones. They are not rated enough. Good. Being underrated, I guess. That would, that yeah. would be your opinion. Uh, what about stockings? Ooh... Uh, I think they're appropriately rated. Do you? I think not enough people... I mean, I don't know if I'm at a lot of people's homes, but I think they need to be... They're underrated. I think stockings are, like, one of the best parts of Christmas morning. I agree. And Catherine is huge on stockings. I and love so them. are we. Our family use them right. all the time. Okay, yeah. so for us, they're, they're appropriately, appropriately rated. rated. But I feel like in life, I feel like everybody doesn't do the stocking. Yeah. Everyone should do the stocking. Everyone And, like, people get different things in their stocking. Like, some people get, like, toiletries. Some people get fruits. Some people get, like, gift cards and toys and candy yep. and stuff. I think everything is different. Yeah. Ready? But always great. Tibbs Eve partying. Uh, well, Newfoundland specifically, I think appropriately rated because mm, we, we bill it quite high. Nice. Are we partying at Hibsy? We're thinking about it. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Okay. I thought we were just locking that in. Um, <laughs> chestnuts roasted on an open fire. Mm, overrated. If Have you anything. ever had one? No. Well, then how can you? Because I don't like nuts. Of any kind? No. Really? No. Fun fact. Didn't know that about you. I After all like this nuts. time. Uh, Okay. Um, I can tell you they're not amazing yeah so they're overrated I guess but like are they overrated does anyone do it or is it just the song they got a full phrase in a song no I know at the time but I went once went to like a firework I think it was a firework display or something mm-hmm. and they had chestnuts roasting on open fire down by the waterfront in Grand Bank mm-hmm. and it was like this is nice mm-hmm. but then when I ate it I was like this is average it's like eggnog no it's worse than eggnog no and, no I don't mean in taste I just oh. mean like I will have one to say I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hence, yeah. overrated. And roasting anything is nice. Just yes. the act of roasting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Friends episode, Holiday Armadillo. <laughs> um, appropriately rated. Well done. Um, mold wine. Oh. Have you uh, ever had it? Yes. Okay. Not, not my favorite. No. Um, so overrated. 
I want to. I've only had it once, and that yeah. time I really enjoyed it. Interesting. I would like to make it this year. Well, I would like to make it tomorrow night. Well, let's do it. Okay. And then we can come back to it. Okay. Making snow angels. Uh, overrated. Yep, I agree. I don't like just lying in snow and being cold. Overrated. Yeah. Now I do like, like when children do it, and you can see them, they're really nice. Like they try so hard to get up, or they get a friend to pull them up. That's what I'm saying. Like there's always footprints in them. They're never symmetrical. No. Overrated. Don't like them. Yep. Um, gingerbread houses. Oh, that was my next one. Oh, um, I think they are underrated because I we never do them. I don't yeah, hear very many either. people do them. Yeah, but when we've done them once, and when we've done it, it's been like a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. You never. I eat don't like them. you can't eat them though. You can't eat them. They're no. not meant to be eaten. Yeah, no. And I made that mistake at a younger age where I like broke off a piece and ate it a couple mm. days later. I was like, wow, this is bad. These suck. Yeah, but yeah, I think they're underrated. I it's think more same, people should build them. It's the same thing as like pumpkin carving. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just like a fun family thing to do together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think yeah. it's underrated. I agree. Yep. Uh Santa Claus one. Uh I, I probably appropriately rated. Yeah. If not underrated because everyone needs to love it. It's I a agree. great movie. I agree. Follow up yeah. question. Santa Claus two. Um appropriately rated okay not amazing Santa Claus three. Overrated. Overrated? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Martin Short, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's overrated. It's just it gets real campy and real like I don't know. There's there's a magic and prestige of the first one that's just like I agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, advent calendars. I have that one as well. Um, I let's just assume you have all the ones that I have because uh, you have so many. Probably. Yeah. Uh, I think they are appropriately, um, um, rated. Rated. Thank you. Well, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. But strangely enough, every year we get one, we never eat it. Like right now, we're still on day seven. We haven't. We yeah. just haven't done it. So See, I'm thinking it's overrated. As am I. Because yeah. I've been eating them, but I'm just like, I don't care. Like I'm not looking forward to this chocolate. No. However, Harrison for the first year has an advent calendar, and it is the bane of my existence because all day long he goes, "I have any chocolate now." I have my chocolate. I was like, after supper, buddy. I need chocolate. Like yesterday, he got up from his nap, and the first thing he was like, he's like, "I was like, how goes your nap? Good. I need chocolate." <laughs> and I was like, um, after supper, buddy. No, I need it. And I was like, well, I guess it doesn't matter when you have it. You can have it just knowing you're not going to get one after supper then. Yeah. Um, so I think for kids, it's really fun to mark mark, mark the days and that I think way. If you actually do it as an as a um event. Do you know what yeah, I mean? but I think like the little chocolate ones for me have lost their glow. Glow. Yeah, I overrated. think I would like to do well, yeah, but they have like they have beer ones, they have wine ones. I think they we need do. a better advent calendar. I agree. Something that's more enticing. Yep. Yep. Um the Charlie Brown's Christmas special. This is a tricky one. Mm-hmm. I think overrated. Me too. I because, think it's a generational thing. Well, it's great, like, but it's a little boring. It's very boring. Now the the soundtrack, ten out of ten. 10 out underrated. Of 10. My uncle, uh, my uncle Paul will kill me if he listens to this episode. Yeah. But yes, I think it's a little overrated. Yeah. 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 Um, Elf on the shelf. Oof. Overrated. So overrated. Such a waste of time, effort, and energy. Couldn't agree more. Yep. Frosty the Snowman, the song. Um, appropriately rated. Okay. Yeah. I think it's underrated. Do you? Yeah. Like, I think it's a great song, but it's not a lot of, like, big, it's not a big classic. Like, people don't listen to it a lot, like, when they're like, oh, I would rather listen to anything else. I love Frosty the Snowman. Like, the song. Whose version? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Oh. Like, like a, like a classic. Right. Not like Michael Buble. Never. No. Michael Buble. Um, go ahead. I'm done. You're done? Uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, the song. Overrated. Oh, Evan. It's so good. No. Fun fact, on The Good Place, yes, we're back to that. Yes. Um, 
during the I don't want to ruin anything, but that's okay. It's like early on. So anyway, when they're shutting down the good place, which isn't really the good place, they um the song that the, all the demons play. There's two songs. They go back and forth between Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Amazing. And like this death metal song. And they just have those two on repeat for like 24 hours. And they're like, all right. So. uh, Welcome to hell. Here's Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer one more time. And I was like, yeah, that's where that song belongs. Interesting. In hell or purgatory. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm skipping a couple, but this is more of a choose one or the other. Okay. Star on the tree or an angel on the tree? Star on the tree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. How, what do you think? Well, here's the thing. I've always had an angel. Okay. But in recent years, we have a star. I like the star. It doesn't void any of, like, you know, religious or Christian nope. beliefs because you're following the Christmas star, which I like better than, than just the like angel the angel of the Lord. Has, yeah, because the angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds in the field, but like the shepherds followed the star. The angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, mm-hmm. but like. I just like the star as the symbol. Well, the Chris- and like the star could also be like an angel and like, you know what I mean? It's the legs and the arms and the head of the angel in a way. Sure. Like a symbolic. And version. then the star could be the halo. No, no, no. The star itself is a little bit of a symbolic angel. Legs, yes, I arms. understand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the tree would. No, no, no. Okay. The star is like two yeah, legs, yeah, yeah. two arms and a head. Gotcha. Um, cool. That's food for thought. Okay. Um, celebrating Christmas past Boxing Day. So the full 12 days of Christmas. Is this back to overrated, underrated? Mm-hmm. Mm. I underrated. I I don't do it as well as I would like to, but it's because we celebrate so much before. Mm-hmm. I think it's overrated. After Boxing Day, I'm done. We could. Oh no, we, I'm not done after Boxing Day. Like well, you want to okay, go back to New normal? Year's, New Year's, January one, January one. I'm like January two. Take down <laughs> the holly. <laughs> January two. New Year's, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, January 2 is December's Pride. I think January 1, you're still enjoying, like, you're soaking up the last bit. But, like, last year, I took down my tree on January 2. Interesting. Yeah. Um, find the pickle. I'm sorry? Find the pickle? I'm not sure what you're referring to. Okay, so that means it's... Find the pickle. Yeah, apparently there's a Christmas tradition where parents will hide a pickle ornament on the tree, and the children have to find where the pickle is. Never heard of it. Cool. Well, then, so, underrated, Underrated from the yeah. sounds of it. Uh, Bailey's in your coffee. Appropriately rated. Appropriately There's rated. There's in my coffee right now. I bet. Now, it's the non-alcoholic kind. You can get, in case you want to indulge in the morning, you can get the Bailey's Creamer from Costco. Yeah. Don't get me started about non-alcoholic drinks. And I wouldn't dream of it, Jeff. No. Um, matching Christmas jammies. Um, underrated. Mm, I think they're overrated. Nope. Okay. I, I think a lot of people see them and they're like, mm, or like... Like the cliche people are like, oh my god, let's get matching Christmas jammies. And like you mean they Catherine. Do, yeah, and like and everybody looks at them. Yeah, I was that was my Catherine impression. I yep, thought that was it's, clear. It was, yeah, um and then uncanny. like other people look at them like, Oh, it's just so lame though. It's not. My family always does it and it actually fills me with glee. So me, Catherine, and Benny yeah. got two sets of matching Christmas um yeah. attire. And we wore them, got pictures, and then I immediately took them off. But like Christmas, though. Yeah, like Christmas it's nice. Day. And, and for instance, when we did our traditional the Santa Claus watching at my family's at my parents' house, mm. um, Allison, Brian, and James were matching PJs, and that was very endearing. Yeah, and yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, we always do matching. Yeah, uh, ugly Christmas sweaters. Uh, overrated. Overrated. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas." Overrated. I think it's appropriately rated. I think that's a jam, and I'm happy to hear it. Do you know what I think is underrated? Tell me. Mariah Carey's "Oh Holy Night." Ooh. It is good. Yeah. And while we're on that topic, Whitney Houston's Christmas album. Well, she was next, so I'll move on. 
Underrated. Couldn't be more underrated. I think it should be played from the hills. It should be played from the North Pole down. Good. Um, Michael Bublé. Overrated. Could not be more overrated. Yeah, thank you. Um, kind of in contrast to the LED, but the big bulb with Christmas lights. Love them. Love underrated. Them. Underrated. Family vacations during Christmas instead of gifts somewhere south. Like during the season? Like for Christmas. Like instead of being like, instead of giving gifts this year on December 19th to December 28th, we're going on a cruise. Or we're going down south. Right. Or we're I going have on a ski trip. many feelings about this. A, if you're going to be the family who goes down south or goes on whatever during Christmas, you can't be like, instead of gifts. So what are you going to do Christmas morning? Be like, well, let's go to the beach again. So I think if you're that bougie and that wealthy, you got to do gifts too. Mm, but, but what I'm saying is instead of. Well, that sucks. So whatever that option is, okay. overrated. Also, I think going away for Christmas is overrated. It's about being home. It's about being home. It's yeah. like, you know, even in Home Alone, when you see the family hanging out in the hotel, I'm like, this isn't Christmas. No. They're missing their favorite son. Yeah. Yep. No, but even when on Christmas, when they all get there, and like the like Home Alone 2, yep. when the store owner sends all the gifts and stuff, I'm like, yeah, but you're in a hotel room. Yeah. Sure, it's the biggest hotel room we've ever seen, and they're all connected, and you own a whole floor. Yeah. Who cares? Yep. Sears Wish Book. Oh, come back to me, sweet book. Um, appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. Yeah. yeah. Um, mistletoe. Overrated. Overrated. Who cares? Who cares indeed? How many of these do you have? Are we ever leaving? Almost. Okay. The movie Jingle All the Way. Um, underrated. Underrated. Yeah. It is a Christmas classic. Tiffany doesn't like it. I'm like, I, how? I love it. You've also got Ted with the eggnog yep. and like, he's yep. funny. Put the cookie down! Yeah. No! So funny. So good. Yeah. Um, the movie Love Actually. Also, Penn and Teller are in that movie. No, they aren't. Yes, they are. No, they aren't. They're in the warehouse. Oh, unless it's like a, like a little cameo. It like is you a little don't, cameo. You don't see them. That's not what a cameo. How is it a cameo if you don't see them? Well, unless they don't have any lines. No, he has a full conversation with Penn. Watch it again. Have you watched it I watched season? it like three days ago. Penn is in it. No. Yes, he is, Jeff. I'm telling you. Actually, Teller's not in it. In the it's, warehouse? In the warehouse, yep. When all the Santas are there, yeah. Penn is there. But he doesn't talk. He does talk. We'll look this up. We'll right. have to look it up. Um, the movie Love Actually. I love it. Overrated. I love People it. People love it. I watched it once. I think it's appropriately rated. Mm, no. I mean, I know it's like, but like... All the stories cluing up at the end get me. Yeah. It makes me cry every time. Emma Thompson, when she opens up her Joni Mitchell CD and then goes and plays it in her bedroom and starts to cry because Snape made her sad. Oh. Kills me. Love it. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, and then finally. Okay. Uh, the Splainin' Podcast. Uh, underrated. Underrated. Overrated by you and I. But underrated, underrated by, by the most. rest of the yeah. world. Yeah. Perfect. Well, that concludes my little game. Well, I liked it. I like it as well. And that was the Christmas version. Yeah, we'll, we'll need to do a non-Christmas version another time. Absolutely. Um, so here ends season one. And here ends our uh, infamous, famous, infamous, famous, well done, Jeff. Our famous Christmas episode. Yep. Um, so I hope everyone has a great holiday season. That a you're, holly jolly. A holly jolly. That yep. you are uh, safe, you're sanitized, you're, you're, you're happy. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with alliteration there. No. Safe, sanitized, and... Sane. Wheat. Sane. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I also hope that. Yeah. And you know what? Just be kind to those around you. Yeah. And what better way to be kind than to donate to Splane's Christmas fundraiser, still running until December 31st. Yeah. Um, it's to the gathering place. Note that Facebook will not take any portion of your donation. They pay for all, um, what is it called? Something costs. Administrative costs. Whatever we'll that call is. It. Yeah. So um, we need 80 people to donate $10. That's yep. all we need. Yeah. Or if somebody donates more than three, you can be like, don't donate the four people. I've got you. I got you. Um, so make that happen because we can make a lot of good happen this year. And uh, just enjoy. Exactly. Um, please look out for season two, which is starting on January the eighth. And if you have nothing to do this Christmas season or this holiday season, circle back. Binge thirty two episodes to just barrel through. Listen around another human, so it, you can either annoy them mm-hmm. or make maybe they'll go. What's that you're listening to? They sound like two very handsome men. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> Let me show you pictures of them. <laughs> it's like, oh god, oh god. Well, face you know made for podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we hope you learned something this week. Yeah, and if you didn't, there's, there's always, always next, next year. Oh, I really hope we were going to do that together. Uh, Julia. Okay. We hope you learned something this week. And if you didn't, there's, there's always, always next, next season. season. Oh, season we didn't. Are we going that. here? <laughs> are we going season or year? Season. Till the season comes around again. Yeah. Season. Season. We hope you learned something. That's what we just did the whole thing in unison? No. We hope you learned something this week. And if Hi, you wait, haven't... Wait, go back, go back, go back. Okay, okay, okay. We hope you learned something this year. And if you haven't... There's, there's always, always next, next season. season. No, that didn't feel right because I said year. I feel like we just say year again. Okay, go ahead. We hope you learned something this year. And if you haven't... There's, there's always, always next, next year. year. <laughs>